0: Well, hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, our gaming podcast. And each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive further into Spooky Month. And uh, we're gonna bring you some early morning vibes here. We're gonna bring in the talk radio to chat. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> We're gonna be talking about some more horror games that we've been playing throughout the, you know, this month, and then also bringing up some horror movies for the guy, for everyone that is interested in horror genre. Uh, there's been actually quite a few really good horror movies <laughs> that are out there right now, uh, and a lot to bring in the spooky season just right. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm loving this. this. has just been a lot of fun. We got a couple more weeks of spooky month, so it's just an excuse. To dive further into the world of horror, which is something that we both very much enjoy. (laughs) A little too much, I would say, probably. But (laughs) there's so much good out there. Yeah, it's tough to pick, really. And there's so many different types of horror movies. You know, if you want to go for your goofy, it's out there. You want your suspenseful. You want your supernatural. Just the mind kind of movies. Everything's there, which is great. And then with how many games are coming out now, they're following that same trend where they're able to discuss a lot of different things and show horror in very interesting ways, Uh, whether it's going back to nostalgic roots or bringing in something that's very narrative based, right? Telling something very personal to somebody where it feels like you're just having a conversation with the creator, right? where it's dealing with like a depression or something like that. Right? But it's all there, which is uh, pretty amazing stuff, honestly. So why don't I jump off with one that we I played during uh, Next Fest, actually. It's one that we I didn't talk about last time, uh, but it's called The Third Shift. So The Third Shift is a really interesting game, and the description for it whenever you check it out on Steam is very, very simple. It just says a Game boy style first, second, third-person horror adventure. That's it. It doesn't really dive into what it's about at all, but what's amazing is the way that the game is actually presented to the player themselves. It's very much Game Boy aesthetic. I mean, the, even the screen itself looks like a Game Boy... Uh, You can make it so that it looks like you're playing on an actual handheld console and change up the look of the frame itself, right? So you have your arrows, your A, your B, all that good stuff. Uh, And they even have the purple transparent case, which I think is super cool. Uh, I know that's Game Boy Color, but this is more Game Boy Classic, right? Uh, But the way that the camera works in this one is very bizarre. So... The basic premise of this game is that you are a new security guard at a museum, and in the museum, they are doing basically the bodies exhibit. Have you ever seen the bodies exhibit in real life?
1: Uh, No, I don't think so.
0: No? Oh, man, you would love it. It was one of the most fascinating exhibits I've ever been to uh, because it portrays the human body in every single aspect of it. Oh, I've and, seen
1: pictures of this, though. Yeah.
0: I, I went to one, and one of the most, like, I think there's a couple of th- areas that were really, like, interesting and a little hard to look at. Uh, But they had, like, a horse that was sliced up, right, in, like, little sections and encased in glass. And whenever you looked at it from the side, it just looked like glass paint, like, just, like, that you couldn't see into it. But you look at it from an angle, and you start seeing the entirety of the horse, like the inside and everything is very interesting. And then they had the human body, but it was just the nerves of the human body or the veins. I mean, so it was just like perfectly standing perfectly how the body would be, but it had all the veins in the places that they should be. And they were actual real human veins. So there was a lot of controversy about this exhibit, right? Because we're putting the human body up for show and Obviously, they have cut up quite a few human bodies to create this this exhibit, right? So in this museum, as you're playing, you meet up with an old security guard. uh, And he tells you that he's a little too old to walk around, but it's your job to now peruse the the halls of the museum to make sure that no one is getting in because the exhibit is a little controversial and people in the town don't like having it there, right? So the way that this camera flips back and forth is really bizarre. Uh, whenever you end up walking around the, ta- like the halls, for the most part, you're looking at it from the angle of the cameras, right? So you are looking at it as if you are the old man watching the young worker go through the hallways. And then there are moments in which you are in full control and you can see it from it's like you doing it you're not looking at it from a camera so that would be more of like i guess third person but even further third person it's weird right (laughs) uh and then whenever combat or you're like you run into the bads or then it goes into more of a first person where they're coming right at you uh there's even aspects of point and click in this game, right, where you're looking at a wall and then you're just going to have to, like, move your cursor around and click around so you can find keys and fuse boxes and all that good stuff. Well, while you're walking through the exhibit, you happen to hear a big noise, and you go to one room that has uh, five enclosures, and each one has different stages of man, right, but, what like, different ages of men, uh, where it's a child, an adolescent, an old man, but one of them is missing. The glass is broken. And your character actually comments, like, at first the old man is like, oh, it's this one lady from the town. She finally did it. But then your character comments, well, the glass was broken from the inside. How could she have done that? And the old man kind of just brushes it off, like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, you just need to go find her and get the the exhibit back. So you make your way through some other hallways and you find your way into like a storage room and that's whenever you first encounter your big scare where the exhibit actually comes out from behind a box and it's just like muscle and it just kind of like comes out at you, right? And it's very like old school Game Boy graphics. So it's, it's kind of cartoony but it's still very disturbing in its own way and the visuals of this one just get progressively get weirder and weirder and more and more disturbing but probably my favorite thing about this is one of the there's posters up for this this um exhibit right and one of them says coming soon legion right and for people like i don't know like to me instantly i was like oh god they're making a, a humongous just chunk of human beings right <laughs> and uh, you happen to walk past the lesion exhibit Uh but there's big walls up in place and it says under construction or coming soon and if you get close enough you can see above the walls you see just limbs hanging out from above the walls and there's a bunch so like it could be that the entire thing is just filled with bodies so there's a lot of really interesting like scares here. There's a lot of interesting things to look at as far as the scenery. You know, you'll walk through one hallway once and then the next time you walk through it, something has changed, something has moved, uh an exhibit is missing, the that, that kind of stuff. So this was I just played the demo and it's pretty long demo, it's about like an hour long. Uh and it was very, very intriguing. There's a lot to this and the just the graphics I feel really add to the spook factor of this title is very very
2: cool
1: it looks really cool i like really like how this looks
0: yeah the aesthetics were very interesting and i think that's what kind of kept it where it wasn't too scary it was but it was uncomfortable right Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah like they they really got that that look down of just i'm uncomfortable
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, Game Boy graphics. And I really like how they did it with, like, what you said with, like, the framing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because you don't, like... There's not much horror out there with that kind of look. So it's kind of... It's cool seeing this. Like, it it does look kind of, like, unsettling yeah. in a weird way.
0: Yeah, the fact that they were able to use the same level of you know bits that game boy games had from the past to make this very uncomfortable unsettling imagery is very interesting and same color patterns too right like Mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't go too crazy with it they didn't like bring in every color you possibly could and shading and all that no like they're using what game boy games would have looked like in the past and yeah it's very bizarre
2: but definitely worth a check out like that,
1: I'll have to keep an eye on it when it comes out.
2: Yeah,
0: I could see you really enjoying this one.
1: Yeah, with the demos, it's like there was so many good like horror games coming out soon, right? Like I was noticing that, like I know, like right now, uh, Steam has like a indie horror showcase, and mm. I, I kind of, I didn't play enough of them to really like talk about them, but some that really stuck out with like the, I don't know. 15, 20 minutes that I played. Um, heartworm was cool. Um, I, I'm a sucker for like horror games, like kind of older graphics just because Mm -hmm. not that they're less scary. I just feel like the atmosphere is better in them. Mm -hmm. Um, so like for me, there's a game coming out soon called hollow body that I'm really excited about. That looks a lot like a PlayStation two kind of horror game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Just a bunch of stuff. But, you know, when you. I didn't realize that the third shift was taking place in a museum, and it kind of works because the game that I played played in an art gallery. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Or so you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went down kind of like a weird rabbit hole of like RPG Maker games. Um, I know there's some big ones out there that I didn't get a, around to yet, yeah. but I hope to cover soon. Uh, but one that i really liked was uh time is solid here and i don't really know how i found this game i just kind of stumbled on it because no one like i know has ever talked about this mm. and i guess i was just kind of like looking on itch.io like for just random stuff and then this popped up and the thing that really stood out to me was just the the look to it like the world looks obviously very, very basic, right? Very typical RPG maker. But the portraits are fascinating. Um, they're just disfigured faces and bodies, basically. Mm. And so you show up in this like art gallery, and your character looks kind of weird himself. Like right? he's kind of like faceless, but. As you go through this gallery, there's this weird floating head in the hallway. And he's called Sharon or Charon?
0: Karen. Yeah.
1: Karen, yeah. Um and he's basically telling, Oh, like, you're the new portrait cleaner, like you need to go and clean these paintings in this hallway. So mm-hmm. you do, and when you clean them, you get warped into that portrait. Right. So the first one you go into is this elderly woman who is losing her memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really say if it's like dementia or Alzheimer's, but it, it's one of those. And so when you talk to her, she's like, yeah, I'm I'm stuck here uh, behind me in this door. There's a maze. And because I'm like, you know, in a I don't. I couldn't tell if it was a rocking chair or a wheelchair, but she's like, Oh, I can't make it, but I really want to know what's in the center. So you take it upon yourself to go in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, long story short with that, you realize like, Oh, like she is losing her memory and it's kind of fucked up. Uh, Um, it's a very short game. So I don't want to say too much about it because I feel like this actually is kind of a fun game to like, experience Mm -hmm. just because it's so short. Like this game is a maybe about an hour long. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's why I'm like, oh I don't want to say anything because this is actually really enjoyable, but it it tackles some pretty tough subjects. Um so like it you know like it goes from like loss of memory to um most of this is really just handling grief. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what your job is you are going into these portraits to put these souls at ease. Uh, And in the process of doing that, you learn more about these characters and kind of what made them like an unsettled soul, Mm -hmm. basically. And it's interesting. Like, I really like this concept a lot because it's, you know, you have to go in order and the stories get a little more... Intense. And in total, there's three paintings you actually visit. And then Mm -hmm. there's a fourth that's kind of like very quick. But I think it does a really good job in kind of explaining grief and how to handle it. And like there was one story in there that actually kind of like surprised me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But this is cool uh it was by uh, algebra falcon uh and yeah i i'm really surprised by this game
0: nice yeah, that sounds actually really interesting i like those the the just like the shorter experiences like your journeys and things like that that can tell a very impactful story
1: i have become a fan of shorter games i remember for a long time i didn't really care for them but especially with, like, Itch.io, where it's, like, you know, people wanting to put their game out there, even though it's, like, not super long, I almost enjoy them more because I feel like you're just getting the story, you're not getting all that padding right? that a lot of bigger games have or have to do for their publishers, right? and it's cool.
0: It's not a 100-hour boulders game, right? Like.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at least yeah. Boulders Gate makes sense. I'm thinking, like, yeah. you know, look at Assassin's Creed, where it's, like, a hundred hours of, like, Just quests, yeah. But, uh, something that was also interesting with this game, well, one, the music is amazing, too. Uh, surprisingly, the soundtrack to this is really damn good. It's, like, kind of a mix of everything. It's got, like, ambient, it's got, like, alternative, and, like, uh, some industrial. But, the thing that I think this is what made me actually pick it was this was selected for the, uh, I think I'm going to really screw this up right now. It's still early in the morning. Um, (laughs) the Gautier Institute, uh, still sand stand, uh, project exposition all right, exhibition. So it was, you know, featured in an exhibit. That's awesome. Um, And I was like, Oh, this is, Anytime I hear that about a game, I'm always very fascinated because, you know, it. it's not often that that happens. Right. And after playing it through it, it makes sense. Like, I, if we get more games like this that are very abstract, but also very clear with the story or point of the mm-hmm. story, like, I'm excited
0: for yeah. more of this. Yeah, oh, that sounds awesome. All right, well, the next game that I've been playing is actually one that's been out for a little while. It came out in 2021, uh, and it is called The Last Spell. Uh, This one's a little different than your typical horror game that you'd be playing. I mean, there's some spook factors. There's a little bit of creepiness to this one, but it's actually a tactical RPG, uh, and it's a city builder as well, so I think you'd probably really enjoy this one. Uh, but it's it's very very interesting. Uh, apparently, the story itself is that human or humanity is basically being overrun, right? There's uh, very little. There's not many cities left, and there's some sorcerers that have concocted this last spell to try and eliminate the demon horde, right? Uh, and it is your job to protect the. The ritual site until they're able to actually cast the spell right uh and that takes quite a few days to accomplish this and you get attacked at night right so you have your basically or your basic grid um set up for the city itself the enemies can come from all sides so north east south and west Um, and they only come at night and what's kind of crazy about this one is that it'll just tell you which direction the enemies are coming from oh and you have a very small crew of people to actually defend the city you only have i believe three individuals that you can have right and you can have enemies coming from all sides in the much later Mm. episodes or or uh, levels uh quote unquote levels right it's different days so they come and attack at night and they come in in hordes and these hordes are huge. They're massive. Luckily, a lot of the attacks that you have are very AoE-focused, um, and you're able to try and uh, eliminate quite a few enemies at the same time, which is nice if you can set it up properly and kind of like funnel the enemies appropriately. So during the day after a successful you know, defense of the horde, you can go to your town and you can build up barricades, you can level up buildings... You can produce other things that will help um, increase your health or increase your mana regeneration, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, You can also get new equipment and everything for your party, or eventually you can unlock the ability to get new party members. Now, this is what I thought was the most interesting. Um, Every single party member that you have or that people that you can pick from have different traits Uh, like alcoholic or gluttony or things like that so they can have very negative effects or very positive ones so you kind of have to create builds around their traits as you start to level up then you can try and alleviate some of the negatives or just go all in on the positives of what your players have right so this is a really fun tactical game uh there's a lot to it it's it's very amazing to see and you know it's not your typical horror you're not going to get jump scared or anything like that it's just really the vibe of this one that kind of i would say classifies it as a good spooky season game because uh, you are fighting off a massive demon horde and you're literally like uh, the last bastion of humanity here right and everyone seems like, it's it's really cool to see, like, the character art, right? Everyone kind of feels like they've been doing this a while, right? Like, they they all look a little run down. The town's, like, basically in complete shambles whenever you first enter the area. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really, really cool game. I think you would really dig this one, especially for the city building element of it all. Because it is a lot of fun. There's a lot of pre-planning that has to happen. And the game can get insane with the size of the hordes. Like, it gets pretty, pretty crazy. I think the first day, you're fighting like a 100 people right off the bat, right? And it just gets progressively worse and worse, or like crazier and crazier. But yeah. And actually, I <laughs> they made a board game out of the last spell, too. So I'm really excited to check that one out. It looks a lot of fun, actually. So, yeah, this is a cool little game. I love the aesthetic of it. Um, I love the gameplay style. I mean, who doesn't like a good tactical RPG, right? So there's a lot of really cool things for this one.
1: I remember seeing pictures of this game and it kind of, like, not freaking me out, but I would, like, see, like, just so much on the screen that I was like, uh uh-oh. Like, I felt like I would get overwhelmed. But the more I, like, kind of watch videos on it. It seems interesting. Like,
0: I don't know. It does have that sense of being overwhelmed, especially the first, like, in the beginning of it, seeing how many there are. But then Mm -hmm. whenever you start seeing what spells you have, how many actions you have, it is very well balanced in that sense. And you, like, with how much you can do per turn, you kind of need that many enemies just to keep the pressure on that and it really does add into the fact that the entire world is completely overrun, and if this is the one and only thing that can save humanity, it makes sense that every demon in the world is coming and converging on this one point. And you really start to feel that after a while. So it's 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 great, man. Yeah, I think you would really dig this one.
2: Hmm,
1: I'll have to check it out. I'm in the mood for a. Uh... Strategy game, yeah, there's a lot of strategy to this one that's
2: retaining, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so I got another r p g maker game, and nice. I feel like this one is a little more this one's darker uh than the last one, and definitely it. It would have, you know, some trigger warnings to it because it does tackle some actually really tough stuff, mm-hmm. but it does it in a way that's very respectful, mm. which I like. I feel like sometimes people don't tackle some of these topics in a very respectful way. Right. They kind of just, I don't want to say make it sound edgy, but they just, no, no, they add like a certain flair to it that,
0: they try it's, too hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, they try too hard. And it's like, I don't know. It it just doesn't come out right. But this game, I think, did it really well. And it was really unsettling, but at the same time, it was very comforting in a weird way. Mm. But uh, it's called Flesh, Blood, and Concrete. And basically, it it takes place, like, it seems like it takes place in Russia, right? Like, it's very snowy. Uh, you, most of the game is in a, I'm really going to butcher this, but it's a Kushkova, or one of those, like, kind of your typical, like, Soviet apartment flat-looking buildings okay. that everyone has seen when they think, like, Eastern European apartments. Right. But, uh, so it takes place in that, right? You, are uh, your character is named... Lara and you awake like outside this flat, and it's snowy. you don't know how you're there, what happened, and randomly there's this little girl outside, which is already kind of weird, right? like yeah, this seemingly abandoned place has a little girl there, and she's like, "Oh, you should come in i'll I'll take care of you we'll we'll help you fix your car as you Look at your car and you're like, oh, I need to get some gas for it. So you go into this flat, and it's interesting because at first you start getting flashbacks of your childhood, right? And it it seems like you have a pretty mellow, like, past, right? You have your comforting little room. You know, it has like the very kind of like nostalgic Comfort vibes, right? Mm -hmm. Of being like hanging out with your mom, kind of stuff. And as you progress through the first floor of this flat, you keep thinking to yourself, like, "Oh, like this seems very familiar." Like, "Oh, my, my mom had the same kind of tea kettle, or you know, the smell of this room reminds me of my childhood," kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the little girl, Annika. Is like, oh, I'll make you some food and stuff like that. So you keep following her. Uh, but she tells you, like, hey, like, you know, if you want to get uh, gas for the car, it's, you know, further up. So you're kind of left on your own in this flat to kind of explore and kind of understand. And then as you start exploring more, you start noticing some weird things about this place. mm mm-hmm. And this is also a short game. It's just about... To me, it was a little over an hour. Uh, It could be longer, because I know there's two endings to it. Mm -hmm. And... It... It went some very interesting places. And I think that... You know, a lot of games are capitalizing on, like... Nostalgic comfort. Mm. But not in a way that this did it. And... I know that I feel like these kind of like this setting would probably resonate more with someone who grew up like in Eastern Europe where they they had that kind of look growing up, right? Like the way the rooms look, the way the flats look. It's it looks exactly like a picture of like when people post like this is like my childhood growing up like in an Eastern block. Like it looks just like that from pictures. And but even though i never like lived there i still could feel that nostalgic resonance which was interesting cuz i never really felt that mm-hmm. in a game but your character does such a good way of explaining it and you start noticing that there's like meat hmm. in the rooms and like fleshy kind of structures and sinew just kind of like hanging from walls in the ceiling and mm-hmm. it starts it I don't want to say it's body horror because it's not like you're seeing like any like weird bodies but it's definitely meaty mm-hmm. and it it's fascinating because it really you don't notice it right away and I feel like you there is there's not a twist it's more so you kind of learn what what's going on with your character at the end mm. but it's it's interesting because i feel like even though it got really creepy especially like kind of towards the end with like very like a dark atmosphere very morbid kind of like thinking it was weirdly comforting. And I think that was the point of the game because it's like your character had gone through a lot in the past that you don't obviously see in the game. Mm -hmm. But
2: it's such like a
1: it's like a way of an acceptance. And this game does it in such like a weirdly uncomfortable way that I think just pulls it off perfectly. And honestly, like this game, like surprised me because I I really didn't think much of it at first. Like when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is you know, like you don't hear people talking about these games, mm-hmm. and it, it's a shame. Like there's communities out there that do, but it's not out there. Right. And I think this game, like it. It should be out there. Like it's so interesting and the the imagery is so damn good. Like I don't know. There were there were parts where I was actually kind of creeped out and that doesn't happen too often in games where I'm like, ooh, what what are they trying to say? But I thought it like did a really good job kind of wrapping itself back around. Nice.
0: That sounds really interesting. <laughs> you got some I big was, ones as far as like narrative heavy, like vibe ones I like that.
1: Yeah, and it's really hard to kind of like touch on like what that game is really about, but yeah, it's yeah, I I'm very happy with my picks when it comes to
0: that. Nice, nice. All right, Well, we're gonna switch gears here real quick we're actually going to be shifting over to some movies real fast some good movie recommendations some stuff that we've watched recently Uh, we're not going to go too heavy into the plot of the movies uh, because I don't want to spoil it most of these are very like you need that surprise of what's Mm -hmm. actually happening to actually appreciate this stuff Uh, but one of them that we just I just watched it yesterday actually which is I thought it was a great movie and I'm one of those people that even if the ending of the movie wasn't really what you expected or it kind of leaves a lot of questions or it just kind of ruins the whole vibe of everything before it, I can just forget the ending. I'll pick a different ending (laughs) that makes more sense to me, right? (laughs) Like like I can see a perfect spot in which this movie ends and it's fantastic. And it did Hmm. do a fade to black at that moment and I thought it was going to end there, but then they continued the scenes and i was like oh well that kind of just ruined it for me but anyway uh it's infinity pool uh it's the brandon cronenberg movie and if cronenberg sounds familiar to any of you horror fans out there uh he is the son of david cronenberg uh and Mm -hmm. it gosh like his films are the epitome of body horror in the 80s and 90s right like You think about video drone, you think about, like, scanners. Like, I love scanners. And it's just very bizarre, very grotesque, uh, very uncomfortable to look at. And his son has taken that torch and brought it into modern-day times, right? Like, obviously, his father is still making films. He did just release a film in 2022. But his son knows modern audience. I right? like and they are just the right amount of disturbing to make it where you kind of get captivated and you can't look away from the screen. But the basic premise of this film, kind of leading into it, and, and you know, it's not going to give away much of anything is that you have a couple, uh one is a writer uh and he is he wrote a book about a year ago uh and no oh no it's been six years since he wrote his book and it wasn't popular it didn't get a lot of readers so he decides to go to this resort on this very secluded island uh with his wife at the time yeah and they are you know, like he's just looking for inspiration right he's trying to figure out what kind of book he can do next so like he's going through a really big identity crisis of what is he? Is he a writer? Um, can it Was it just a fluke, right? And obviously it wasn't a successful fluke. <laughs> and maybe he chose the wrong path. So from there, you know, they're just kind of experiencing the resort. He's very cynical. In the beginning, you can tell that he's kind of over being around people. He's over life in general, it feels like. Uh, but then things start to change. Once they meet up with another couple at the resort, uh, and they start unraveling the secrets of this island and what's actually going on here behind the scenes at the resort. Uh, it is a very fantastic film. I I really did enjoy the imagery quite a bit, uh, even though it can get a little graphic. There is a big disclaimer warning that I want to give to people out there is that this movie is very, very graphic. Uh, the version that you can watch on Hulu right now is actually not the version that was released in theaters uh, because it is too much. It's basically X-rated at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it gets to be a lot. But, you know, I'm not surprised with it being a Cronenberg. And it's, yeah, it has to be a lot. To deal with, and it has to make you feel just a little bit uncomfortable in order to be a proper Cronenberg film. But yeah, this one's great. It's it's a wonderful film. There's a lot of really interesting um, visual cues, a lot of things that you want to kind of keep up with, and just look at the surroundings and look at the people, and just catch all those little tiny details to really piece the story completely together. And I love movies like that. I love it when there's those little cues those little visual cues throughout the entire thing it's It's great,
1: yeah I need to i i got I most way through it mm-hmm. um, and i I was liking what i was what I saw like I feel like I remember when it came out, I feel like I got very mixed reviews from people and you know, how you were saying, like in the theater, it was like the cut version. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like. What if
0: they release the full thing? Yeah. Uh,
1: what if they released the full thing when people's opinions change um about it? I mean, I feel like moviegoers get shocked a little too easy with some things. So, like, yeah. maybe it's for the best.
0: I feel like that uh, would have been a film people would have walked out on.
1: Yeah. If if
0: they did if they released the full version of it. So.
1: Yeah, some people can't handle uh some of the stuff that's shown in this movie uh very well. Yeah. So it's
0: like there's a lot of bodily fluids, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's really awkward in some parts, but if you I do, didn't, <laughs> But it's not done like I feel like it wasn't done distastefully. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it still fits the overall like artistic vibe that is going for. And it and even probably the most grotesque graphic scene was done in a way that is very artistic and interesting to look at. Right. So it's kind of hard to. It's like art. it's just like looking at a performance art piece. Sometimes they're really uncomfortable. Sometimes (laughs) they're really graphic. And that's exactly what this is.
1: Yeah. I I like the, the idea behind it. Like the atmosphere kind of worked perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this one definitely just keeps
2: escalating and getting worse and worse and crazier and crazier.
0: And then another film that I watched right after that, because uh Mia Goth is in Infinity Pool and we started like looking for other films of hers. Uh we found Pearl actually and didn't know we got like kind of looked at it we we're like oh this looks cool and then we found x and realized that this is now like a trilogy that a24 is putting together and we're like oh that's fascinating so like, like let's watch pearl and man pearl is such a good movie it's so bright and colorful and it looks like wizard of Ozzie and it's just it's so weird but then it gets dark real quick and you can tell that there's a secret that's being held behind and it just keeps progressing worse and worse so pearl is a little farm girl and uh, her biggest dream is to become a star she wants to be in the movies she wants to be a dancer that's all she wants in life but her mom is very protective of her and says that she cannot leave the farm and at first it just seems like she's just an overbearing mother But then some things start kind of happening and the mother gives a little bit of a cue of this is the reason why I don't let you off the farm. People cannot know who you are, right? That kind of stuff. And it just gets crazy from there. And it's such a good movie. And I swear, like her facial features were so on point of someone that is kind of psychotic but doesn't know they are and doesn't understand what's going on. Like it but then kind of it like clicks a little bit that she what she's doing is not okay. Right? Like she was able to capture all of that. And I'm like, this is amazing. So yeah, I I definitely really, really recommend Pearl. Uh we started watching X and it just keeps that same vibe going of just kind of weird and bizarre and I I'm excited to finish X. I think it'll be really great. Uh, and then with Maxine coming out soon, we're just going to watch that one too. It's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen X. I haven't seen Pearl. I have it uh, queued up and ready. I If I had known originally that Pearl was like the prequel, I probably mm-hmm. would have seen it first. But uh, I thought X was actually pretty enjoyable. Uh I remember when it came out I had a bunch of friends who were very interested in it and I was going to go with them they ended up going without me because I was busy and almost all of them were like they didn't enjoy it and I was like what the fuck like that's weird like I I kind of get it now why they might have not liked it mm-hmm. and I know that there's people out there that didn't uh but I actually really enjoyed it because it it had that campy feeling mm-hmm. of like you know a, a cheesy kind of like late seventies early eighties like horror movie, but it also had a very interesting backstory. And you know, obviously, probably once I see Pearl, I'll understand more. Yeah, I'm I'm happy we watched
0: Pearl first because, like, Howard and Pearl get introduced in the first movie, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? Like So, like, knowing that and seeing the ending of Pearl and then going right to X, then it, like, puts so many things in place of, like, oh, because, like, Pearl ends on, like, a big question mark of what's going to happen. And Mm. X kind of, like, lets you know this is what happens right from the very beginning. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, cause it's the same farm. It's the same everything, right? Like, it's very interesting the way that they set that up. I wish they would have like shown that this is a trilogy more, right? So that people would have watched first.
1: I don't know if
0: they had planned.
1: Like, I remember when X came out, I don't remember initially saying there would be a trilogy mm-hmm. it is interesting how like the only way you know really is if you looked it up but other than that like there's no like explanation out there that's a prequel and then i think with maxine it's like right after x if i remember right yeah i believe but, it's gonna um, be set in the 80s so yeah i'm like really surprised by this like i was yeah i i a twenty four does like really well mm-hmm. with their stuff. I hate to sound like one of those hipsters that always like praises that elevated horror kind of stuff. But I feel like this one just kind of worked because it's like it's not trying to be obtuse. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's kind of just telling the story like right there to your face, like not trying to have some like super deep meaning behind it. It feels and like more spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Good, which you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of botch nowadays when they try to do that classic horror stuff. Cause it's like, they try to make it too
0: much. Like
1: they try say, an to
0: 80s movie. explain too much of the meaning behind it though, too. Right. A lot of American horror movies do that where it's like, Oh, well she's not just a demon. She was, a, you know, she had a rough childhood and feel sympathy for this character. Right. Like it's, like, I mean, Pearl does that to a certain extent, but the whole time you're watching it, you're like, yeah, I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> like, she's crazy. You're right? You're Like, it, it's one of those where it kind of starts to, like, tug at those strings, but it doesn't play too heavy into it where there's not, like, ultimate closure for this killer, right? Like, which I feel like a lot of horror movies nowadays do whenever it goes, tries to do more of like a classic approach to it. It's like you don't need all that closure, right? It's like whenever they would take these Korean or Asian horror movies and redo them in America, they totally botched them up because they would put that like ultimate closure at the end of like a pretty little bow on top of everything's okay. But sometimes it's good to just end it where the killer's still out there, right? Like things aren't resolved. There's a lot of crap going on. This is just chaos. It's there it, this is just a slice of their life. Right. And I I appreciate those kind of films more personally.
1: Yeah. It makes, it leaves you wondering, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, a movie I totally forgot about before we even started this episode. Um, but I watched VHS 85.
0: Oh, that's Um, a good one.
1: So it just came out. I, I'm a fan of the VHS movies. I, I love phone footage shit like
0: the in a weird VHS way scared the shit out of me. i was so uncomfortable yeah
1: the first one was kind of un- like disturbing and then i think it's the 90s one i didn't really like i didn't like the the overarching story too much where it was like <laughs> that underground layer or whatever yeah but in this one i really liked it because i thought that character like that story kept coming back to where right, with that like weird patient that they were observing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was interesting. I liked it. Like, I feel like the stories in this one were actually kind of cool. Like I liked the, the water that prevented death kind of thing. And, uh, the other, the, the story with like the underground, like, it was like the news reporters and the building collapsed. Mm -hmm. Like that little segment was really cool. Like I surprisingly enjoyed it uh, more than I thought. And I, I also really like like short horror stories, like the ABCs of death and stuff like that, because it's just like short, nice little shock. And then it's over. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I forgot I had, Shutter still because I accidentally like paid for like I was given like a free like I don't know like a couple months and then I had totally forgotten about it and for some reason auto renewed for a year so I was like oh I should really you know make use of this so I just been like binging movies on it right. so I watched that and then I watched uh the Bone Woman um who Cera that's a you great one yeah and. That one surprised me. Um, I have to be careful watching, like, when it comes to, like, maternity stuff. Like, my wife gets kind of, like, uncomfortable after having a kid. That's understandable. Yeah. So, like, she was very, like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Like, is it going to be too disturbing? And, I mean, there were times where it was, like,
0: a little uncomfortable, yeah, whenever she just goes uh, and grabs the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like
1: it's kind of like oh. but I really really liked this movie, especially cuz like th- the theme of it and the setting. Like we at least I feel like I don't see too many movies like like that, mm-hmm. honestly. Like I I thought it really kind of captured everything so well and like it in a weird way i almost hated all the characters because to me they were just kind of like they didn't react accordingly yeah they were all very like they all misunderstood everything even the main character i was kind of like she made some like i feel like to me she made some really stupid decisions but yeah it
0: I think the, I, husband, the husband got to me the most.
1: Yeah, he was really annoying. Like, it's like, I don't know, if your partner's really going through something, like, be there. But right. at the same time, like, I feel like a lot of, I don't say just guys, a lot of partners probably probably would handle it that way too, right? Like, yeah, and given that he knows super her past,
0: right, and he knows like cuz this is a very big like identity crisis movie mhm and knowing like what she did in her past of who she was with right i think that it's probably playing into how he's reacting to things but you don't really get that till much later in the film so it's like oh okay i i guess he could react that way right like it's not really it's i feel like they didn't set the scene properly for that but it's still a very interesting film like the way it was shot the the way that like it dealt with a very real issue right a lot of parents go through this like postpartum depression is real you know and mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that don't feel like they can have children or should and this is a very intense way of showing that that real struggle so, yeah, I, I think that's what made it really, like, disturbing for me was the fact that this is something that could happen, right? Like, as far as, like, the mental breakdown of it all.
1: Luckily, yeah.
0: I feel like it didn't escalate in a way that was uncomfortable to watch, right? Like,
1: Yeah, there were definitely times where it was kind of building up mm-hmm. where it could be. And as someone who I I can handle most kind of, like, situations depicted in a movie, Mm -hmm. the one thing that gets to me, and if I want to keep myself up at night, is any kind of, like, home invasion or, like, any kind of idea that something got in the house, Mm -hmm. like, that freaks me out. Like, I remember there was a time, I don't know why I tortured myself like this, but I got really into, like, ring light videos. Mm -hmm. Or not ring light, but, like, ring videos. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there were videos of, like, oh, this person actually broke in. And, like, you've seen the video. And I was, like, freaking myself out. Because I had a situation, like, years ago where someone got into the house um, yeah. when I was living with other people. Because they never locked the fucking door. Yeah, but, um, so, it's always been kind of a fear of mine. But, so, you know, certain parts in this movie where she thought something was there, it. I was like, oh God, like I was actually disturbed, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, I was very surprised by this movie. And I remember, I think you were the one that told me about it. And then I looked it up and like, I think it's like one of the highest rated horror films of the year so far.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's very, so
1: I was like, I need to see
0: it. It's you a know? very intense movie. So I was say yeah. it's just a good movie, not just a good horror movie.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. If someone can really like look at it and kind of understand it, like how you were saying like postpartum and stuff, like mm-hmm. I think it's, it has a much deeper underlying story to it than what's there, yeah. which is cool.
0: All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hope you guys have enjoyed our little dive into not just horror games this time, but some horror movie recommendations as well. Uh, If there's any good horror games out there that you guys are playing or any good horror movies that you're watching, let us know. We'll love to check them out. We're obviously obsessed with them, even past Spooky Season. We watch them all year round. (laughs) And we play this stuff way too much. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) anyway. We'll talk to you guys next week with our final segment of Spooky Month. Uh, But until then, bye for now.